You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. If we have anybody up in Tuscaloosa, I didn't see a car on the road. Uh, Aiden, when I was driving in this morning, but uh, if anybody is awake or at home having that first cup of coffee and you're sitting by the fire and you want to jump in on the show, 205-342-9904 is the phone number. As always, if you'd like to talk with Dad and I this morning, the uh, Twitter accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for the show. Wimp and Barry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to the smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. But it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstanding the elements year after year, when it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern for the project that stands up against Mother Nature. This is best, and it's been cold here. Be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood bread brand pressure treated pine the lumber to protect against rot fungal decay and termite attack get only the best for your next door backyard project remember if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it then you don't want it uh, good morning dad how are you this morning well, you had a tough time uh, all those cotton picking planes canceled getting back up yeah, burying them on i'm the not real happy with southwest airlines right now but i will Go on my little rant about those knuckleheads here in just a little bit. But what's going on this okay. morning? Well, I'm glad that uh, you got back safe. Uh, I Barry and them uh, were on this boat, on this ship, not a, a boat, ship, and uh, they had all these ba- masks on. They had a mask on one eye, and sometimes they had one over their head and one on. I, I never could, I didn't know who was who. They looked, some of them looked better with a mask on than they did with the mask off. Yeah, no but, doubt. Uh, they had a good trip, I think, uh Partly getting back is, was not a good trip for him, and I hate that anytime you have to get in a car and drive all the way back home from Orlando in the middle of a cold night is with a bunch of kids is uh, a tough assignment. So we'll hear about that. We'll have plenty of time to hear about that, I hope. Uh, New Mexico State beat uh, Bowling Green 24-19 today. You want to go to uh, see uh, Progressive Stadium and see a – Good football game. East Carolina be a good game. East Carolina and Central Carolina. I can get you Carolina. some tickets now. John Gilbert sent me a text. Yeah. He was in town. He needs some tickets. I'll get you some good ones over there for the game today. Yeah. Uh, East Carolina um, <laughs> is a seven-point favorite, and um, that should be a good game. John Gilbert is a, a close friend of, of Barry's and a friend of mine, and uh, used to live in Tuscaloosa. Memphis and uh, Utah State are on today, and that, that's I said to Game with uh, Carolinas is at five forty-five on ESPN. Memphis and, and uh, Utah State on ESPN at two fifteen. Eleven o'clock. Georgia Southern and Buffalo, and probably one of the better games uh, that you'll see. Um, Fricky, uh, the new Wisconsin coach, turned to turn the game over to the former coach. Uh, thought that was fair, and I thought that was good. Wisconsin will play Oklahoma State. We'll talk more basketball in the second hour. Richard Williams will be on with us, the former coach at Mississippi State. 
Alabama opens up with them. We won't talk so much basketball the first hour. Kevin Skarbinski at the bottom of the hour. And uh, Coach has a press conference, and uh, Joe told me they would pull that up for us sometime uh, whenever Joe and them can pick it up, and we'll get the press conference in yesterday. Tua had another concussion. Uh, football's not that important. Um, you know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to be well as a point he's got a child? Uh, I think it, and I think you get to a point in time that you that you be sure that you're sure that you need to continue to play. I have no idea whether that's right or wrong, but uh, certainly concerned for he and his family. Uh, Chargers uh, beat the Colts last night, twenty to three, in a terrible game. Uh, wasn't very good. Uh, if you're thinking about the Alabama game, I'll mention it. It'll be Saturday at eleven o'clock. Saturday at eleven o'clock, early game for that. As you see, basketball with five teams playing today, uh, tomorrow. Pardon me. Uh, so it should be very interesting. The, the Smith kid from Arkansas, basketball player, is out. They've got more people out than they have in. Um, so we'll see what happens. So the quarterback that played at Texas, Sark is moving on. He's going to Purdue. And the quarterback uh, at Clemson, Ogalogalo, he's going to Oregon State. He's going to Oregon State. He's 88 and out the gate according to what he wants to do. Um Let's see, Desmond Ricks, a four-star cornerback from IMG, where Alabama gets a lot of players, uh, has committed and going to sign or signed with Alabama. Supposed to be an outstanding player, cornerback. Cornerback, hard to get the day and time, the kind that you want. Alabama's had a, oh, an outstanding recruiting year. You'll know a little bit more as the years go on. So uh, the days go on because of, Whatever happens, because sometimes you have to re-recruit them. But uh, outside of that, Barry, uh, it's all yours. All right, uh, guys. Uh, as Dad said, I've been on a boat. Uh, been on the Aiden the Disney Wish uh, for about seven days. Uh, we went from Sunday to well, no, from Friday to no, from Monday to Friday. Had to get off. Got back on Friday. Got off yesterday. And so when I woke up, refreshed, ready to hit the uh, the line to get off the boat, no problem. Hit the line. The car's there to pick us up. Now, the problem is, Dad, the flight was at uh, 540, and we are getting off the boat about 9 a.m., and from the boat to the Orlando airport is about a little under an hour. So you get there, and we see i saw the longest line i've ever seen in my life at southwest airlines i have no idea what's going on i could have got in front of that one then there was a shorter line so i, I said well, okay let's get to the shorter line well that was where you're going to check your bags so our flight was at 5 40 about 10 o'clock so we get in the line and say, oh no you can't check your bags till four hours before the flight so you have to go over here and sit in this little area over here so we go over there and sit, and I pull out my computer, and I've got a game coming up, and I've got a great assistant that handled practice for me last night. So I start watching film. So we wait all the way till one forty, which is 12.40 here, and that would have been four hours prior to flight. And just before we walk up there, they said, oh, that flight just canceled. I said, excuse me? I got practice at 8. And uh, so I roll, went over there, and I said, okay, I'm going to go over there. I've got to get on this flight. 
or a flight. So I go over there and get back in that little baggage claim line, get up there in the kiosk, put in cancel. Guy beside me said, they just canceled my flight to Dallas and they rebooked me on Friday. I said, Friday? It's Monday. And so I was like, I got to talk to one of these customer service. So I start to get in line. They says, oh, no, you can't. You can't get in this line. This is where you put you check your bags. You got to go get in that line. Guys, when I say that line, that line was so long, you couldn't even see the end of it. And so at that point, I turned to Jenny and said, baby, we're about to rent two cars. We had seven of us, and uh, we rolled down in a budget. Took a little while. We got 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 two cars rented and hit the road. Um, her bro- her brother and their wife stayed. They went on to Disney World, and they I, they have there's no flights. I've tried to call for nine hours from Orlando to Birmingham because my cars are in Birmingham now. So I got to drop the rental cars in Birmingham and get the car. I tried to call Southwest Airlines. Those cowards will not pick up the phone. They have a busy signal. They are not. They canceled every flight. 90% of the flights canceled and took the phone off the hook. Embarrassing. Never did I get an email. Nothing from Southwest. So I am. Somebody please let me know what I can do. Because you can't even talk to And I looked on today. The first flight you could get out would be Saturday out of Orlando. So I'm glad I drove back, and I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing about that. So what What can we do, Aiden, to get... They're they going to give you a hotel? Hotel? They're going to give you a hotel for that whole They need week to pay for my two rental cars I had to drop off in Birmingham from Orlando. Hey. They, somebody said they offered them a $200 voucher. If they, I'd slap one of them if they offered me a $200 voucher. $200 per... But now I look up children. my flight on the uh, app. It's gone. It's like it wasn't even there. They, they like, hid my confirmation number. I don't even know what it is. And you can't call to fight with no... If I called and Jack and them laughed in the car. I held that for one hour and 45 minutes. It still never got anybody. Oh, that's Great. a rookie number. Yeah, on the phone? Yeah. One hour and 45... Well, I mean, I'm just driving, so what am I going to worry about? So I had it on one hour, 45 minutes. And uh, nothing. And then they hung up on you. And then you try to call Mac back. Act. Matt was in the other car. See, I think Jenny knew that I was at at the edge. So she and Logan and Mimi and Matt were in the other car. Now, when Matt got home last night at 1245, because we were on the boat, Santa had come. So he was fired up about Santa. So he was... Had a hard time getting to sleep. And poor Jenny's got to go be a nurse today, too. So, Oh, my uh, heavens. she got to go be a nurse today? Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to be home at 6.15. And uh, instead got home at one fifteen, And we drove it. So that's a long drive from Orlando. So I don't I don't recommend the drive. All right. Uh, forget that. Tomorrow, oh, New Year's Eve, Bama. Versus Kansas State. Dad, if you're Rick Saban and his staff, are you more worried about Bama right now, Bama's mindset, or are you more worried about – and I know you've got to work on both. you got to work on yourself, and he's been very pleased with the practices that have gone on in Tuscaloosa. They are in New Orleans now. Uh, the, the new freshmen that enrolled early are over there with them. They can practice. They have to wear sweats for the game. But are you more worried about yourself – or your opponent in a game like this? Well, I'm worried, but I'm not as worried as I have been because the signing's over with. 
I would be concerned if I thought that Kansas State was going to beat us, and then uh, it hurt hurt my recruiting. But fortunately, uh, the recruiting is over with for the big part, not never never over, but for the big part, it's over, and uh, I I would be worried about myself and my team more than I would Kansas State. I know Kansas State is good, and I got my assistant coaches getting ready for getting ready with. Showing everybody what Kansas State does, and I've looked at it as well, but I would be con- concerned about uh, the mental preparation that my, my team had. If Coach feels like if they've practiced well, then they've practiced well. So it will be, a, uh, I think, a, a, a game against a team that will be mentally ready to play in Kansas State. And, and by the way, they're a very good team. Uh, they play very well. In fact, uh, the uh, Big 12 has played well all year. So it's going to be tough, but I do think the signing part, um, you know, you're you know, being number one in signing is good and bad. I think it's it's fine, but the expectation factor is where you can't get your breath. But uh, they've had have had a certainly good recruiting. Georgia has two, it has a good one. So it's just all to see how many of those kids will stay with you. Um, what what uh, you had to say to them in order to get them to come. Uh, it, does that hold up? And uh, the biggest factor that you have in trying to keep them is playing time. I thought I was going to play more than I did, and uh, I understand that uh, so-and-so is getting more over at the other side. I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to transfer it to semester. So those kind of things concern you as a coach. Um but we'll see what happens. We'll we'll talk mostly about football. Uh, welcome your calls uh, this first hour. We'll have to, but we'll have five basketball games tomorrow. And uh, of course, Richard Williams, who coached at Mississippi State, a good friend of mine, he's doing the games on on uh, radio. I guess it is, and he will uh, be on at the bottom of at uh, fifteen minutes after eight. Talk a little bit about we talked about them the other night. So a little bit about Mississippi State as they opened up against Alabama at uh, at Starkville. All right, uh, yeah. So Alabama flew over last night. Uh, Coach said they had a really good attitude and how they approached the the practices and all in Tuscaloosa. Hopefully they can get back later today. So hopefully everybody made it. A lot, a lot of times on these bowl trips, they let the yep. kids go home. Then they meet them in New Orleans. So no reports of anybody not making it. Of course, they're flying southwest and. They may get there as soon as the game's over. Uh, if they're flying southwest, they may be in trouble there. But uh, before we get to break there, all right, it's New Orleans. It's a bowl, and it's not a Final Four game. In New Orleans, you can let your hair loose a little bit in New Orleans. Normally, they stay pretty close to the French Quarter. Uh, how do you handle curfew in the Big Easy with these guys, Dad, uh, in a game that may not – be as important maybe to some of them as a final four game are you worried about well you don't strap them you don't strap them to the bed okay you, you can't do that you can't strap them to the bed you know why'd we come why'd we play we want to be strapped to the bed at night i think you give them a decent curfew for the first uh couple nights um and let them enjoy themselves and be back in try to try to emphasize don't we don't need anybody to come in Drinking and so forth like that, and 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 you talk to your squad with your leaders and your captains that uh, you know this game's important for us, and, and we want to, we want to step out on a good front. And then as you get closer to the game, 
then I, I think that you you maybe two nights before the game you clamper down and try to have it as good as possible. But you do things for them. The Sugar Bowl will do things for them as a team. Uh, they will all have kinfolks there, and the kinfolks will be coming by the room to visit with their sons and um, the girlfriends and all that kind of stuff. So you you, you kind of let that loose a little bit for the first day or two, and then you clamp down as you get closer. I, that's right. what I think. I don't all know. right. Uh, that's cool. We'll take a break here. Did you guys, did you see on TikTok the little kid that got the Christmas present? He got the autographed picture of Bill O'Brien. He was crying and mad and threw it in the trash can. He said, Bill O'Brien? That's all he got? He got I, a, I, I, I will be searching for this during the break. Yes, he got a Bill O'Brien, <laughs> Bill O'Brien autograph, and he was ticked off, screaming and crying and throwing a fit, threw it in the trash can. So I don't know what that means. Two-minute truck out at 1330 Martin Rodies. Sorry, Bill. I had to report that. Uh, movers who care. You're looking to make that local move out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today. No move is too big. No move is too small. These guys will take great care of you and your stuff. 205-247-5050. That is two-minute truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, just spoke with the Alabama State Troopers. Alabama 69 is still closed at Tierce Patton Road because an overturned lumber truck lost its load right there in the intersection. So you'll need to seek an alternate route. If you see conditions, give me a call. Santa had to go, but the deals are still there at Townsend Nissan. After Christmas, savings are yours. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. Many residents across West Alabama and the state are waking up without water. Busted frozen pipes in businesses and in homes drain water tanks in numerous locations across the state, including West Alabama. In Hale County yesterday, the Sawyerville Volunteer Fire Department gave out bottled water to residents of Sawyerville and Akron. With warmer temperatures today, water authorities are hoping to find and repair the leaks and refill water tanks. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. I'm Don Hartley. If you're sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back, you know joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting... Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds will break up this morning, giving way to mostly sunny conditions for your Tuesday. Look for a cool afternoon high near 48. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low near 29. And for your Wednesday, sunny and warmer, look for a daytime high in the upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 25 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904.
Welcome back to Inside Locker. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Build the five star backyard. Go to yellowwood.com. Put your little zip code in there and you can find the dealer that is close to you. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right. Uh, there has been reports kind of leaking around about Bill O'Brien. This probably will be his uh, last game. And I think you said that not because of. Uh, you think his play calling's been bad. I think you just talked about the receivers and all, and he gave Coach a two-year commitment uh, with Bryce, so Bryce didn't have to uh, change coordinators here. But there's rumors of him going maybe back to the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, what's your, what's your, what are you hearing there on that? Well, I, don't, I haven't heard a whole lot. I, I think Bill O'Brien's done a better job than people think, and they can turn the radios off to wish. Uh, the Patriots are in a little bit of a mess. They, they really can't seem to get their stuff together. Um, their staff has been a little bit uh, disfangled, disbangled a little bit. So if, if uh, Bill and, and Coach have a great relationship, they swapped the offensive coordinators before, the New York Giants. Uh, headband now was, a, was the offensive coordinator at uh, Alabama. And uh, I thought did a good job. Nobody else did, of course. And um, so... Uh, all you do is, is set up the plays and run, run the stuff, and hopefully they can run it. Uh, and uh, with with Gibbs only the court only really running back that Alabama had early in the year it was it wasn't real easy. And the the wideouts as you and I talked about, especially me, when we very when we started the season was not the kind of wideouts that Alabama was used to. So uh, the injury uh, certainly to uh, the quarterback uh, all had an effect on it. So if Bill leaves and uh, coach will get somebody else so they can criticize a new one. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going to come down now. I just do know that from what, what I can find behind the scenes that uh, um, they're not happy with with uh, their people at, at, in uh, New, New England, and we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, then, uh, you know, I was trying to keep up with the recruiting as much as I could, and it looked like uh, Auburn – uh, for when they got the job and what the the guys that they flipped and all, it looks like to me, Dad, they beat the brakes off of Ole Miss and recruiting. That Auburn better be thankful they didn't get Lane Kiffin. That was probably the best thing that ever happened. That oh, daughter, sure. that daughter, sure. uh, not wanting to move sure. and threatening uh, her father if they did move. I think that's a, that ended up being a blessing in disguise. And you've said oh. Lane Kiffin's a lazy recruiter, and I think it proved proved out on signing day. Well, I just think you've got to go both directions. You and I have talked about it. You know much about it as I do, but you've got to go both directions. That's to the transfer portal and to the freshmen. And uh, they have done a good job of bringing in who they want to bring in as assistant coaches uh, at Auburn, and those assistant coaches have contacts everywhere. And so, you know, that those staff meetings uh, are to, you know, you get we got to get have this, 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 and this. You get to your people and find out transfer report and look at the people that you think. And don't bring me any dogs. Bring me somebody that can can win for us. And uh, they worked worth worked both sides of the highway there, the transfer portal and the freshman. And I think they did okay. Ole Miss, as you know, this year had 16 transfers uh, on their on their team defensively. Uh, we'll see how they do against Texas Tech tomorrow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Texas Tech law to beat them. So it'll be it. Uh, I think Auburn is off and running. They're way way behind. They, they've got you know they don't have the people that everybody else has. LSU is probably a little bit in front as far as keeping people. Quarterbacks coming back. 
uh, Alabama is uh, going to get has a lot of new players that will take time. Quarterback situation will be up in the air for two or three kids to have a chance to play there. So uh, Arkansas will, will, is probably not as good as uh, as Auburn did, did in, in recruiting this time. And so uh, the West looks like, uh, to me, it looks like an LSU-Alabama top, top of the list there. And um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, all you Bama people that are ever saying, I think Lane Kiffin may be come to replace Nick Saban. Is that what you want, a guy that recruits like that? I don't think so. Uh, I think he uh, is just waiting on the portal now. And uh, I don't think yeah, you don't want Lane Kiffin. All right, get to the uh, Yellowwood hotline, get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. How are you, sir? Did you have a good Christmas? Bryce, can you turn Bryce up? I can't hear Bryce. Don't hear Bryce. Yeah, I hear him. Oh, yeah, I don't hear him. Well, hey, go ahead, all right, Bryce. go ahead, Bryce. I got you now. Go ahead, sir. All right. Uh, well, I hope you had a good Christmas other than your travel back. I hope your cruise went better than your trip back. Yeah, if cruise is great. Travel back, stank, stunk. But we're back now, so it's over. It's good. Well, I'm good. I'm glad I got back safe uh i guess you saw what we had yesterday a little snow up there no ice people ain't driving this stuff you, they they try to go 50 mile an hour and put the brakes on it's over then yeah it don't work nice <laughs> no. but two things i want to talk to you about barry yes, sir. did you know auburn has spent more money to, since nick saban was hired 2007 and alabama has on coaches uh, I probably believe that they're paying usually two at a time plus assistance buyouts. So yeah, probably. <laughs> exactly. But you know how much they? I'm, I'm talking about just on the coaches side and not counting the. You talking about the, head the, coaches or everybody? Just the head coaches? Yes, head What's, coaches. Give me the number, Bryce. It's ten million more. Ten million they more. They spent one twenty-two, and Alabama spent one eleven. Yeah, uh, I saw that this morning. I blew my mind. Another thing you talked about social media, and I know you've been going ahead and not opportunity to talk to you about it i think social media to my personal opinion is uh a coward way you wouldn't go up and tell somebody what you thought of them it's a coward way of saying what you feel about somebody and that's my personal opinion sure i'm all these people that uh say all these things on the keyboard they would never say it uh to to somebody's face you see a lot of these exactly uh, players and all, about uh, players during the holidays uh, they start laughing at these people that probably say they never even played a day in their life, but they're criticizing them uh, and their play on the field. Uh, you're getting real personal. I think they don't mind you saying, hey, you know, Tua wouldn't mind you saying he played very poorly in the fourth quarter uh, on Sunday because he knows he did. But if you attack him personally, that's where they have a problem with it. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, yeah, I, w- I was just going to run that by you and everything, but uh, – it was that's that's crazy about about that salary. It just blew my mind about Auburn, Alabama, Auburn paying more money for for their head coach than Alabama, and they and they had it broke down. They're paying like a, a million eight per win, and Alabama's paying like five hundred something thousand per win. It's like so, it's like four million per win. Yeah, they're they're all overpaid except for Nick Saban. Oh, so well, you, you're probably right. Oh, did you see where? Uh, that a quarterback, uh, Bear Bryant's uh, uh, great grandson's going. Where yeah. He, where, yeah, where's he going? 
Clemson. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Clemson. D- Dabo and and Hall's in the portal again. I thought that was so funny. Jai Hall. That. Yeah, you you a leopard doesn't change its spots very often. So exactly, uh, and yeah. we know that. But coach, do you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was fine. We didn't do anything. We had uh, had our guys here early in December because basket, basketball and Thanksgiving and basketball and Christmas don't mix. Oh, I understand. But and uh, I I started to go to Dallas, and the the airline what it was going to cost uh, scared me away. And then I thought about you know what just happened to you. I guess yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people had checked their bags and couldn't get them back. Now that was the only good thing I had to check my. Now if I had checked my bags. And then they canceled the flight. I couldn't get my bags back. I wouldn't be in the studio today, Bryce. I'd be in jail. Just so you know that. Yeah, so. you're like you're like me. You get you have a short temper about ignorance. Yeah. I have real yeah. short temper. I can't temper get my bag. Some, some people's bag flew, but they didn't. Now, I don't know about that. And they said maybe a month before they get their bag. All right, Bryce, we gotta get out, get to Kevin. Gotta go. I appreciate Merry you letting me talk, Barry, Bye-bye. but I just want to run that by you. All right, buddy. Y'all have a. Uh, y'all have a good uh, New Year. All I'll right. talk to you later. Thank Bye. you there. All right. First in Maine condos, my main man, Todd Palmer. Three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath. Washer and dryer includes stainless steel appliances, all granite, uh, electric, efficient energy appliances there. Internet and direct TV are provided. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views. Easy access to the river walk. Gated property with security cameras. So very, very safe. Where is this? It's located in the historic district of downtown Norport. And Aiden, that is this place just gives you a great feel when you're walking through downtown Norport. Call and mention you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get one month free. That's 205-657-7465. If you want to make a tour, take a tour, go to firstinmaincondos.com. All right, we'll get to Kevin Skarbinski. When we get back from break, let's Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. 27 class of 2023 prospects officially signed with the Crimson Tide on Wednesday. Former Alabama quarterback Paul Tyson is transferring to Clemson. The Alabama men's basketball team beat Jackson State 84-64 to secure its 10th win on the season. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed at Tears Patton Road by an overturned lumber truck. We now have a wreck on Alabama 171 at 43 in the intersection, lane blockage and delays. The after-Christmas savings are as spectacular as New Year's Eve fireworks right now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. And I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. 100.9. The next song we'd like. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine, 
from Great Southern Wood. It doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He is the Director of Communications with the Coach Safely Program. Works right for the Birmingham Lead and AL.com. Joins us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, Kevin, I was in Orlando yesterday on a Southwest flight uh, with seven people, and it canceled. Uh, Southwest has had a lot of problems here lately, and the line was so long. And the the guy saw how mad I was, or somebody in a TV camera came over there and said, "Ask sir, can we interview you right, you right now?" And I declined the interview. Was that a good move on my part, Kevin, to decline that interview? Because I may have said something I regretted. Well, given your last sentence, I would say yes. You made the right decision. <laughs> how, how, Absolutely. The how are the holidays going for you, Kevin? Oh, good, good. We had a good Christmas. Hope you guys did as well. Uh, you know, you get as you get older, I guess you get you appreciate you appreciate uh, days like Christmas and seasons like Christmas even more. And you know, it's about family, obviously. And so, when you're when you have your family around you, that's that's what matters most. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Kevin. Let's turn our attention uh, to album football. Uh, Dad said, you know. They wanted to get this great recruiting class behind them. Once they did that, that took a little bit of pressure off the game. Uh, so for Alabama, the recruiting's behind them. They had uh, a stellar recruiting year. Now they can turn their attention to this football uh, game. Coach says they've had good practices here uh, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, do you think this team will be ready to play uh, at, one, at 11 o'clock on Saturday? I have a, I have a feeling they will be. I, I think this will be different. Than the Utah Sugar Bowl or or the Oklahoma Sugar Bowl, for example, the two times that they went there after disappointing by their standards regular seasons and did not play their best and got beat. I, I think they'll have their mind on their business. I think this will be more like the the Citrus Bowl or whatever it was called at the time when they when they handled Michigan fairly easily. It just there's there seems to be something I don't know things are things have gone very well actually after those those disappointments those two close losses in the regular season you know being the the first team out if you will or the last team out however you want to phrase it the last team out of the playoff field at number five it just seems like they they certainly were locked in on recruiting that that not only did that not slip. But they took it to another level, which is hard to do when you've been as good as they have, bringing in new players. So, <laughs> um, no, I think they'll play well. I really do. Yeah, that. Uh, I think one of the things about being Sony Alabama did a terrific job, and they're very, very well organized recruiting. I do think that the real uh, abilities of your recruiting year come after one year, um, because after one year now. You can be, you can move quicker to a transfer portal. You don't play enough, you're out. You don't get what you thought you were going to get, you're out. Uh, a lot of stuff behind the scenes about a lot of, a lot of schools doing a lot of things uh, that we figured they would do. Um, one of your writers wrote a I – I can't remember who it was now, so I can't tell the story about um, – about uh, – the recruiting process was uh, was going to be okay. I forget who it was that wrote the article. Your thoughts on that? 
I'm not sure I'm following you there, Wimp. Uh, well, the, uh, as far your 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 thoughts on is 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 the recruiting as your number one, number two? Is that stabilized to the point that you feel like that 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 once you number one and number two in recruiting, that's that that's going to be as stable as it was in the past years? I don't think it is. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit different, even though you're number one now because of the, being able to transfer and because of people giving you more behind the scenes that it may not be as stable as you think. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I, I yeah, I, I get it. I, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, maybe maybe those rankings aren't as accurate as as they may have been. Not, not that they're not bringing in a lot of great players. They certainly are yeah. based on all the rankings. And, and look, I, I used to have issues i used to question the rankings more years ago i think they've gotten more and more accurate i think they have more and more information on these players i think they've seen more of them they go to more camps they compete against each other and you know the skilled players in particular in seven on seven so i think we know more about them than ever before so i think they are more accurate yeah but you know the idea that uh look look the one thing in alabama that's been more well, well, yeah, exactly. But the one thing that's been more consistent than anything has been recruiting. I mean, they've been number, you know, this is the, I'm trying to get my numbers right. This is the, what, second, two out of three, three out of five, five out of seven, uh, nine or ten overall that they've had the number one recruiting class. And when they haven't been number one, they've usually been number two, certainly in the top five. And so recruiting has not been an issue in terms of bringing in talented players. But more than ever, and I think this is what you're getting at, it's it's not just bringing in talented players. It's bringing in the right kind of guys, the guys who are willing to work, maybe guys who are a little more willing to wait their turn. Yeah. And, you know, that's been the one thing that has set Alabama apart. And people, I know other people have scratched their heads. Certainly some coaches at other schools have scratched their heads and say, said to themselves, why would that guy go there? Why would another great running back, for example, when they had that great run of run, why, why, why would that guy go there? He's not going to play right away. There's, they've already got two or three stellar guys ahead of him. Uh, it's been the case at other positions. Wide receiver in more recent years has been the the position, except for the last couple of years where they they've brought in the names or the or the rankings, but they haven't produced on the field the way they did, uh, you know, not too very long ago at all, where they had an just one after another receiver come in and go on, to, you know, have great college careers and then go on to the NFL. But, but now, guys get disgruntled or if they don't, they don't work out. Then everybody, it's you know, it's from the. I think everybody is more impatient. Everybody wants to see quicker production, and it doesn't always work like that. Even with the best players, you know, some guys come in and make a splash immediately. But most guys, especially at Alabama, because they do, they they have consistently with some exceptions, but more consistently than anyone, they've developed their players. Yeah, they've it, been it, better it, when they left. Yeah. Does it, does when they it got help Georgia? Well, obviously it does. It's a dumb question. But does it really, really help Georgia kind of keep the distance between them and everybody else if they can win this game on Saturday? Because now they're going to play for the national championship. So I don't think guys will get in the portal at Georgia. There's no time to get in the portal uh, by the time you play in the national championship game. So they can kind of keep their depth intact. How much does that help a school like 
like Georgia, where the ones that aren't got these guys jumping out of the boat uh, this entire month, Kevin? Oh, it's huge. And, and Alabama had that. You know, to to have only missed the playoff once before this year when the playoff started in 2014, which means that you are preparing for and playing significant games at the end of December, early in January, you're not playing games that a lot of people will call meaningless, even though they may not be meaningless to the people involved, or at least the many people involved. You know, you're you're playing the the most important games in your sport, and you're doing it virtually every year. That's where Alabama has been. That's where Clemson was, and that's where Georgia has now joined that. And so, yeah, there's there's no reason for you to, there, or there's less reason, should we say, to look elsewhere. Because you're playing real football uh, all the way through through New Year's usually and, and beyond. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big uh, advantage for those programs that get in the playoff. And I wonder how much that will will that continue, and will it just ex- apply to more schools as we go to the 12 team playoff? Uh, we're talk, talking with Kevin Skarbinski. Uh real quick. That I, I said this to Dad. Um, in the last segment, did Auburn dodge a bullet uh, not hiring Lane Kiffin? Uh, yeah, I think his daughter was uh, real upset about having to move again and didn't want to go to uh, Auburn, so I think that kind of put the brakes on it. When you look at their recruiting class, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze and his uh, coaching staff have really flipped a lot of guys. They've done a good job. I think they're more serious about recruiting uh, instead of playing on Twitter. Do you think Auburn dodged a bullet there, uh, Kevin? Is that fair to say? You know, I think it's it's a little early to make that judgment, but I think there's a lot there's a lot of evidence to suggest that you're right on with that statement. And it starts with recruiting. You know, look at look at old Miss's class, for example, compared to other other classes in the SEC. And that's one thing that people said about Lane before that he was while he's been very, very good in the transfer portal recruiting guys out of there that his high school recruiting has been just okay. You know, not great, not terrible, but just okay. And and he doesn't seem to have the dedication to it, the devotion to it that a, a Nick Saban or a Kirby Smart do. And so if you're going to compete with those guys and then Auburn is stuck right in the middle of them, they're, they're two biggest rivals and they're having the greatest runs, extended runs, in their school history, you better have someone who's going to go out and get players because you can't compete with those guys unless you have players. Now, you can stage the occasional upset, and Auburn has done that as well as anyone against Alabama. They've had less success against Georgia, but you've got to have players. And I think you Freeze understands that. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Lane Kiffin still doesn't have that arrogance about him in a different way than Brian Harson did, that that he thinks that if you give him close to equal talent, I agree. He can outcoach you. Yeah. He can outsmart you. Yeah. I I, uh, I hate to switch over from the SEC because everybody would rather hear that. But you wrote an article about UAB uh, about the past UAB versus the somewhat the future of UAB. There's a there's a lot of talk. Uh, the sub- substance is not there yet. Uh, the heat, when they judge the 
the hires uh, on NCAA, uh, not the NCAA, but CBS. They they judge the hire you at UAB as a C plus. Um, but your you want to mention your article or your thoughts of, about the UAB situation? Yeah, it was just uh, it's really the end of an era, and with the uh, you know with the departure of Dwayne McBride, who. You know, after his third year, he's going to turn pro. He was as good a running back as there was in the country this year. He led the country in rushing in total yards for a while until the bowl games, and then a guy from from BYU passed him in total yards. But McBride still led the country in yards per game. Uh, that guy from Air Force had no, it wasn't BYU. It was Air Force. The guy from Air Force had almost he had, he had I don't know a hundred something more carries than McBride. Every almost everybody in the top ten. In total yards, had more carries than McBride. He's he's just an outstanding player. And he, when he announced he was turning pro, and and this is a common thing now, and it's you know released it in a a, a really uh, well written, well spoken, uh, thoughtful, uh, somewhat uh, emotional social media post. It really was striking, and that it, it almost underscored that we are at the end of an era. That. They brought in Bill Clark when the program was in was in very much danger of being shut down, even when he got the job before the 2014 season. And, of course, they did shut it down after the 2014 season. They had planned to do so for some time. They didn't tell the truth about that. Uh, they had made plans along those lines. And then within six months, because of the reaction, because of the way that that their students responded, the way that the local Birmingham community responded, the way that some very heavy hitters in the business community here who weren't UAB fans per se, you know, they went to other schools, they cheered for other schools, namely Alabama and Auburn, but they saw the value of UAB, the university, to the city of Birmingham and to the state of Alabama, and they saw the value of of uh, UAB football to the university. And this has been proven, you know, again, not on Alabama levels, but the improvement in enrollment uh, since they brought football back and they've had consistent success, that, that it, it, it's meant something to that university. And then when you look at it, the bowl win, when they won the Bahamas Bowl, since they brought the program back in 2017, they've won 50 games. And that's an average of a little more than 80 a year. And, and you know that may not excite uh, a lot of SEC fans, but you know what? Only three programs in the SEC – Three out of 14 have won more than 50 games in the last, uh, what is it now, seven years, since 2017. And it's Alabama, and it's Georgia, and they've won way more, and then it's, uh, then it's LSU. And LSU's only won a couple more. And, and UAB missed as many or more games during COVID as anyone. They missed four full games that year. And despite that, like I said, they won 50 games more than anybody in the SEC in that period except Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. And anyone who says, well, they're playing the CUSA schedule, true, they're also playing it with, for the most part, CUSA players. So, and without, and without uh, many of the advantages that SEC programs have, although they did because of the dedication of people who cared about that place and, and just saw the value of the university to the city, they built a football building and they were able to, after years and years of debate and discussion and, you know, people pulling in different directions for personal interests, they got a stadium built here, which is their home, 
which is again another huge step forward. And they got and they got they move, they're moving up in a conference. They're going to play in the AAC this year. And Bill Clark led all that. None of that happens without Bill Clark. Uh, he was the key to it all. He had a plan. He had he was a program builder. He knew how to build the entire program. But he still did it with opposition. Everybody's still not pulling in the same direction. And I'm talking about from the administration, uh, the entire, the enti- what you consider an entire program. Everybody's not on the same page. Everybody's not pulling in the same direction. Bill encountered opposition internally as well as externally. So it's even all, all the more remarkable what they accomplished. And now, now it's, now can Trent Dilfer take it to another level? Can he, he's talked a good game. He's given credit where it's due. He's, he's done the right thing. He said all the right things about Bill Clark and Brian Vinson, who took over as interim coach this year, and that staff and what they accomplished. He's not. This is not a, a total fixer-upper that he's taking over. This is a program that's got a pretty good foundation now, pretty really strong foundation now. And can he take it to another level? Can he be successful in the AAC the way Bill Clark was in Conference USA? We'll see. But, I mean, it's, incre- it's an incredible story. You talk about programs facing adversity. Nobody's faced the adversity, Mm-mm. maybe in college football history, that UAB faced. No. Uh, and, and come back and been, not just come back to exist, but come back to succeed. Yeah, Bill Clark was amazing. But they still have a way to go. They still a... got a way to go. They, yeah. I mean, look, they got to build the fan base. They got to raise more money. They got to have a bigger budget in, in, uh, in the AAC than they did in Conference USA. So there's still a lot of work to do to get where they want to go. Uh, is any is any rumor out there as to where what job Bill Clark is trying to get, or is he trying to get one, or is his back better? Have you heard anything on that? His back is yeah, his back is better. Uh, that that's the one key for him. And I look, he's fifty four years old. I, I do. I, I I would suspect that he's going to coach again one day. You know where and when I don't know. I don't know that he knows. But he did not, based on everything I know, he did not pursue any jobs this year. But he got plenty of calls. Hmm. He got calls, and you know, they weren't necessarily calls from the AD uh, or you know the the, the the search committee. But you know how they, you know, these uh, search firms. There were inquiries. There were people. They weren't. Maybe they weren't on the search firm. Maybe they were people close to the program. But there were a number of people across the country. Uh, at different jobs that, that that made inquiries into Bill Clark, and I don't think I don't know that he was quite ready to do it yet physically. First of all, but I think going forward, if all continues to go well with his back, uh, I think he will. There will be come, there will come a day when he'll be ready to get back on the field again. He's a football coach. It, it, he's it's, his whole life. His dad was a football coach. Uh, you know, his dad worked for you, Wimp, as a manager yeah, at uh, sure at Alabama, and you you gave him a great opportunity. Uh, he's got a great. He's got great uh, family roots. He's been around great coaches. You can track his lineage back to not only based on the coaches that influenced him, that influenced the guy ahead of him and ahead of him, back to Bear Bryant, back to Frank Thomas. Uh, you know, it's a pretty strong lineage. And Bill is, like I said, if you get to know Bill, he is a first-class individual who knows how to build a winning organization. So someone's going to give him that opportunity. The right place is going to give him that opportunity. One day, I, I believe, and you'll see that again on full display. All right. Lastly, we're talking with Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, Kevin, now, first of all, I think uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson are uh, got great character. Uh, they're selfless guys. Um, and Coach always talks about creating value for yourself. Well, I think their value is at an all-time high. Um, 
I almost think coach should have told them they can't play in the game, Kevin. And I know dad's going to get mad about that. I know you got to let the player, they earn the right to do whatever they want to do. But it's right there. Uh, if that were my son, I probably would not have let them play in this bowl game. Uh, you got a depleted offensive line uh, that's going to be gone. So Bryce going to be running for his life back there. Your thoughts about that? Am I way off base there with saying, Coach said, look, you've done enough for the program. Be a practices will help us develop one of these other guys. I don't want to put you at any risk. You've given us all you have. Uh, the value is at an all-time high. Just comment on that. Well, look, that, from a from a business standpoint, uh, from a future career standpoint, that probably would have been the thing to do. But I don't think you can – I don't think if you're Nick Saban, I don't think you can say or should say you don't play. Okay. You just don't play. I think you ha- – they are mature enough, and I think they have support systems – both of those individuals, both Bryce and Will, that are strong enough that you give them the information, you make sure they understand all the pros and all the cons, but they have earned the right to make the decision about their future because it is their future. True. And these guys, and and Wimp and I talked about this last week. You, you know, they're built different. You know, if, uh, Alabama uses the phrase "built by Bama." And that indicates that there's something different about you in a very good way. But these guys, even among Alabama guys, are built different. They, they're, look at, look at the way Bryce came, Bryce, let's be honest, Bryce probably came back quicker than he should have this year. Yeah. Given the injury, uh, to his throwing shoulder, he probably should have sat a little longer, but he's a team guy. Will Anderson played, I think as a freshman it was, he played through injury. They want to be on the field. They are team guys. They are leaders. They lead by their words. They lead by example. And, and just, you could hear it. I, I flashed back to last year at media days back in the summer or not, or not last year, but earlier this year before the season back in July in Atlanta, you know, being around both guys. And you just heard it. You just heard it in their voices. You heard Bryce talk about, of course, he was asked about NIL. And he repeated over and over. And it wasn't just a script. You could tell that it, it just sure seemed sincere that you got to make the main thing the main thing. And the main thing was playing football this season. Not what was going to happen in the future, but keeping your mind on your business now. And Will Anderson was more excited talking about Dallas Turner and what he was going to bring to the field this year after his you know, highlight package from a year ago, highlight reel of a year ago, Will Anderson was so excited about the, the possibility of Dallas Turner and his potential and what he was going to achieve and how much fun it was going to be to play across from him and how their room, uh, their position room was just ready to go and how excited he was to be a part of that. Those are team guys, and I think ultimately it's their decision and you hope, everybody hopes, that it, it, it goes well. For, of all the things you want to accomplish in the bowl game, get nobody hurt, especially those guys. Yeah, no doubt. Everything else flows from that. That's right. Nothing's more important than that. All right, Kevin, tell everybody about your uh, your writings and the Coach Safety Program, how to get all your great stuff. Yeah, thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. Yeah, check me out uh, twice a week in the lead, uh, a relatively new publication, less than a year old, 
put out by the Alabama Media Group. It's an online newspaper essentially delivered straight to your your email inbox. It's a subscription product, so yes, you pay for it, but it's well worth it. There's a lot of good content in there every day. It's not just sports, but there's a lot of good sports stuff in there as well. And I and I'm lucky I get to write twice a week, so you can read my pieces on Sunday and Thursday, and you can find out more at Birmingham Lead, and Lead is spelled L-E-D-E dot com, BirminghamLead.com. And then Coach Safely, getting ready to start a, a new season, if you will. People will be registering for baseball and softball and soccer and all the spring sports coming up very soon. Parents will be registering their children. Coaches will be signing up to coach. And everyone, parents and coaches, needs to know that it's the law in the state of Alabama. If you coach kids 14 and under in recreational sports, you need to be trained in injury recognition and prevention. The best course in the country, the most comprehensive, the most detailed, uh, it's evidence-based. It's uh, put together by a medical advisory board led by Dr. James Andrews, is the Coach Safely course. You can, if you're in the state of Alabama, thanks to so many generous donors, you can take that course at no cost to you or your organization. And parents, you can take it too because you never know when you might need that information. So go to coachsafely.org, uh, click on login on the homepage. You can sign up very quickly for, for an account. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything in the state of Alabama. Take the course. You'll be glad you did, and you'll, you'll be able to help keep those kids safe, keep them on the field, and they get all the benefits of youth sports, which is what we all want. So coachsafely.org. That's your destination. Thank you, Kevin. Have a great week. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great week as well. All right, uh, Dad. It's cold out there. I know Jenny gave you a suggestion of getting little Sam a sweater. Did you get Sam a sweater? I got it and brought it home, and it was didn't didn't work. Too big, too small. Yeah, it was too, and I thought it was too bulky looking. Wasn't. Well, she's trying. We're not worried about how it looks. We're trying to keep her warm. I thought. Yeah, I know. Constant Companion Animal Hospital. Is where I'll go to get my sweater and everything else. On one fifty Narrows Drive, uh, they'll give you fifty percent off on your first visit. If you got that animal, that dog, that cat, whatever you might have that needs some, che- some checking out, Doctor Foster will do it. Here's the phone number. It's rare. It's really worth it. I, I'm going out there just as soon as we hang up the show today. Two zero five six three five zero three one three six three five zero three one three constant companion. All right. Also, one thing, Alabama One, they're back open today. They closed uh, yesterday to give their employees a little extra break there. But if you're looking for the home life, auto, whatever you need there, uh, loan-wise, a mortgage, uh, vehicle loan, uh, credit card, Alabama One is there ready, waiting to help you today. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. Also, one thing, Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern, if it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Phone lines will be up when we get back from break, 205-342-9904. You're just a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed at Tears Patton Road by an overturned lumber truck. We now have a wreck on Alabama 171 at 43 in the intersection, lane blockage and delays. Towns and Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it, and I'm Captain Ray. With Taco Casa, you know, it's not really fast food because it's made fresh every day in the store. The quality hasn't changed. The consistency hasn't changed because... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds will break up this morning, giving way to mostly sunny conditions for your Tuesday. Look for a cool afternoon high near 48. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low near 29. And then for your Wednesday, sunny and warmer. Look for a daytime high in the upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 27 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed at Tierce Patton Road by an overturned lumber truck. We now have a wreck on Alabama 171 at 43 in the intersection, lane blockage and delays. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer and three-time champion. Trust me, I know about joint pain. Pro Football's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, talks about chronic joint pain and exciting new... Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square Media Station. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All state insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew is my agent. Uh, let him be here. Not at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport, 205-722-9201. Looking for home, life, auto, whatever you need, Andrew and his staff will take great care of you. 205-722-9201. Start off the new year with new insurance and get it from Andrew Kniffer with Allstate Insurance. All right, to the Andrew Kniffer Hotline, we'll bring Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Morning, Barry. Morning, Wimp. Hey, good Bread's got a got a good article in the Tuscaloosa News today. Uh, they just announced the Pro Bowl teams for football. You know, started on by fans and players, coaches, of course. Eleven of the eighty-eight players chose played college football at the University of Alabama. And no other school in the Southeastern Conference had three pro bowlers. Ohio State had two. Clemson had one. Now, of these 11 guys, there's only three guys in the state of Alabama. Those three guys are Quentin Williams, Birmingham, Marlon Humphreys, Birmingham, and C.J. Mosley, Mobile. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? The talent. What are, you, are you saying the talent levels down or the coaching's down? A combination of both in the state of Alabama. You know, I've always said it. You know it. I said it. 
I've always said Alabama uh, five star is equal to a Florida four star. And I just want to make this point. Barry, did Carver of Montgomery play for the state championship in football? Uh, did they? I don't know. No. Did, no. no. I don't no. remember. And the number one recruit in the state, and, the, and also his teammate, were both five eights. The safety from Thompson is a five eight. You know, and and oh, recruiting day, all these Auburn fans started calling me. Those we're going to get those three guys from Bama. We're going to get those three guys from Bama. And I'm thinking, well, you might might not get what you think you get. You get them. You know, let's let's use the example of Thompson. The big lineman went to Clemson. Peter Woods. But yeah. you know who Thompson played the first game of the season? Football. Team from Georgia. Uh, or was it the second game? They went they up to Tennessee. Lip, they played Lips from second game. Yeah. That's right. They went up and they got it put on them. That's UAB's new coach. I mean, are you, try, are you trying to say through all of this that the the, the uh, competition in Alabama is not near the competition in Georgia? Oh, well, that's not even close. I sure am. I sure am. And I'm are saying that. So, therefore, you're saying that you're saying because the competition is better, the players are better? Yes. Well, you I are. Who I, don't you are. I don't know that I necessarily agree on some players. I think that, I think there's some players – uh, you might, overall, you might be right, but I think there are some players in Alabama who are better than some players in Georgia. Yeah, not many. Well, maybe, maybe not as many because the competition. If the competition is what you say it is, but there are got to be some players. Okay, now I've got a question for you two guys. Tell me the best five-star player to come out of Alabama since Julio. I mean, I can't. I got no the idea. best. I don't, you tell me who's the best. That's just it. You have to really think and go down the list. You know, you have to go down. I mean, these Galen Hurts was, was from Texas. I'm going to name off the other guys. Josh Jacobs, Oklahoma, living with his yeah, daddy. Yeah, but he wasn't a five-star. Josh Jacobs was almost like a two- to three-star. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about the guys that made the Pro Bowl right now. Yeah, okay. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was a five-star. Florida. Landon Dickerson. Got him from Florida State as a transfer. from North, he's, he's born and raised in North Carolina. And then you got Jonathan Allen, Maryland. And then you got uh, Fitzpatrick, New Jersey. Sertan, Florida. And Diggs. I don't know. Those Diggs boys, those brothers, that I think they come out of, uh, I'm not sure where they're out of. They're not out of Alabama. Maryland, Maryland. from Maryland. All right. All right. So you have Humphreys and them. But anyway, I just wanted to make my point. We got a lot. This recruiting class, we have got a lot of guys, more than usual, from uh, from Alabama. That's high five stars. But they said it was a great class, so we're going to find out. But we saw, you know, they go up to Nashville in a three-star quarterback uh, that was uh, signed with Liberty, but did, did he transfer? Did he change his to Auburn? The kid that played up there at Lipscomb. Did uh, Auburn get him? I don't think so. I'm not sure though. To be honest with you. Uh, so he's still going to Liberty. Yeah. Anyway, hey, let's talk basketball a second. Wimp, you saw where UNA had a big win last week, didn't you? Yeah, I saw the last uh, ten minutes of that game against Ole Miss. 
Um, yeah. yeah, they they was kind of a one point game back and forth, but a good first time a UNA team has ever beaten the SEC team. <laughs> I, that was my next question, Will, and and I've got this question for you, Will. The biggest win you had at UNA, while you were playing. I don't think he, I can't. I don't know. Well, they weren't playing Division One teams. That you know, then I was. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I I realize that very. But I'm just know. asking him his biggest win. See if it was off the top of his head. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mine don't was. Have one. I don't have one. Yeah, mine was mine was County High because I played it fast. Barry, yours was <laughs> County High. I don't know. I didn't have to give that some thought. I'm not sure for coaching. Hey, hey, Barry. My, my, most favorite win, my most favorite win was when we whipped Rick Bettino in Madison Square Garden when he was coaching for Louisville. That was my, I loved shaking Rick Bettino's hand with, with a big loss on his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, when, when you played high school ball, what was your biggest win? I, mean, I guess Hillcrest, probably, you would say. Uh, you know, back then, but of course, County High. And Central was a big rivalry back then. You didn't have the Bryants and the Northridges and all that. So I probably, you know, sure. one of those, one of those games, sure. The, the county high team we beat only lost three games. It was only the second time Cannon ever beat McKenzie. Yeah. And they had, they had Eaton and, and O'Cobbin. Mm-hmm. They had three football guys on there and then two basketball guys. But anyway, well, you should have got coaching wins. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, nobody cares about who we beat when you when you were average player. Somebody cares yeah. who you beat. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm boring everybody. Barry, nah, you played you played three area games, right? No, I played no area games yet. How did you do that, Barry? There's only three, four teams in total in your area, and I hear Alice Fields yeah. going to walk away with the area from what I hear. So you're going to play six area games in the month of January alone? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A lot of games. Yeah. You see everybody sneaks them in, sneaks the first run, the first three in. Yeah, December. most people wait, but yeah, some people may squeeze one or two in. But Joe, Joe, he was working on his strategy on that trip he just got through making. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Southwest Airlines. I, oh, boy. Hey, Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Barry, did that trip stress you out as much as it did me? <laughs> the flight back stressed me out. <laughs> it wasn't a flight back. Uh, when I was standing there and I knew I had practice at eight, and they said, your flight's canceled and there's no flights. And I started thinking, oh, my gosh, how am I getting back? So I was worried I couldn't get a rental car, but I did. So, all right, Joe, we got to get out and get hey, the Hey, Joe, mine was the second day I said, we got five more days on this cotton-picking ship. Yeah. Hey, 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 Wimp, the reason why he went is because he outkicked his coverage. That's right. You know that and I know that. Yeah. That's well, why he's down there. That's right. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Uh, Joe, you know, and Alabama can recruit nationally, so they don't have to take all the in-state guys. They can go get a better guy. Most Auburn probably can't, so they need to really make sure they they evaluate in-state properly. Uh, Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you, and they're a lot better than Southwest Airlines, let me tell you that. So give them a call. They'll come to you, pick up the laundry, get it all cleaned up, deliver it right back, 205 391 Zero zero three four. You want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or the cleaners I use forty eight fifty one Rice Mine Road. They're so nice there; they don't even have to ask your name. I just drive right up, hand it to them. I drive right back up, Aiden, they hand it right back once again. Two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. Royal Cleaners for all your cleanings. We're talking a little Bama hoops. They go Mississippi State tomorrow. We'll talk to Richard Williams about it when we get back from break. Listen to Todd, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Tuesday morning, the Green County City of Utah is continuing its water conservation ordinance today due to low water tank levels that resulting from numerous broken water pipes and customers letting water drip. City officials are worried that low water pressure could make it difficult to fight a fire. In Hale County, the Sawyerville Volunteer Fire Department handed out bottled water yesterday as water availability dipped in Akron and Sawyerville. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. I'm Don Hartley. Towns we're meeting at Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed at Tears Patton Road by an overturned lumber truck. We now have a wreck on Alabama 171 at 43 in the intersection, lane blockage and delays. Towns and Nissan will make crazy deals through year end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. Thanks for coming to the town square. First, I'd like to tell you about Steve. He's a plumber. I hear he does good work. Also, Tim. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets. What you mean? You don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds will break up this morning, giving way to mostly sunny conditions for your Tuesday. Look for a cool afternoon high near 48. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low near 29. Then for your Wednesday, sunny and warmer. Look for a daytime high in the upper 50s. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Standing on the mountain looking down on a city The way I feel is a doggone pity Teardrops are falling down the mountainside Many times I've been here and many times I cried We used to be so happy When we were in love I own a mountain of love Night after night I've been standing here alone Keeping my heart out the cold gray dawn Praying that you're lonely And you come here Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room all right, uh, we're still trying to get uh, Coach Richard Williams on. We want to thank Alabama One for helping make this 8 o'clock hour possible and the 7 o'clock hour. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different uh, products and services. All right, Dad, before we get uh, Coach on, if we get him, then I'll just interrupt you and we'll pull him right in. But to Alabama. Oh, I've already had him. Uh, well, he's talking to him now. Travels over uh, Stark. Bill, Mississippi. All right, we got uh, the former head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs does uh, radio radio for Mississippi State. Our good friend, Coach Richard Williams. For some reason, he is friends with Dad. I don't understand. Coach, well, coach has got swag. He's let, me say, let me say this to you. When, I, when people think of Mississippi State foot, uh, basketball, they may be at a certain age. They may think of Babe McCarthy. I think of Richard. Because Richard takes that team to the final four, so yeah. don't tell me that that was that you think. Don't tell me that was a real easy job to do. So I think of Richard. You can think of Babe McCarthy all you want to. Good morning, Morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Probably better than you. 
Did you re- yeah. did you record that, Coach? That was the first time I ever heard him say anything nice about you. Uh, really? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. No, he says nice things all the time, Barry, when it's just the two of us talking. You know, he has this persona that he has to portray uh, to, to the public, but he's really not nearly as mean and ornery as people perceive him to be because that's what he likes to for people to think. He's you, really a pretty neat guy. He's really patient, too, isn't he, Coach? Real patient guy? Well, no, I wouldn't say he's patient. No, he's <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Okay. <laughs> no. All right, Richard. Uh, that's enough of that baloney. Tell, tell our listeners what they want to know. Uh, a team is 11-1 or something. Tell them about uh, new coaching staff, new players, about Mississippi State basketball. Well, I think Chris Jans is really an excellent coach, uh, Wimp. He's uh, he's a hard worker. I mean, he, he he's basketball 100% of the time. And uh, they watch film incessantly. Uh, his practices are hard. Uh, and where I think he's really good, he, he's a, an excellent defensive basketball coach. Now, offensively, we're, we're challenged a little bit. And it doesn't even do with the offense only. We just don't have good shooters. Uh, but uh, defensively, we cause people problems. Uh, he'll change defenses. Uh, Their basic defense, half-court man. Uh, they do a lot of trapping on the baseline and in the post out of their defense. Uh, they'll play 1-2-1-1 one, one, one full court. They'll play 2-2-1 two, two, full court, 1-3-1 uh, half court trap. So they change defenses a lot. And uh, th- that's been the staple since Chris Jans has been at Mississippi State is how good they are defensively. We're talking with uh, Coach Richard Williams. Coach, I, you know, when you do your schedule, you kind of look at, hey, what kind of team are we going to have this year? And you try to do your schedule accordingly. Although they played uh, some tough teams here as I look at it, uh, starting out 11-1. and They have played uh, Marquette and Utah. But just talk about the season. So I know they had a big win at Minnesota. Uh, I watched that game and defense travels there. But uh, these guys have gotten off to a good start. Uh, they've gotten confidence. Maybe they weren't picked very high, but I think these guys' confidence is high uh, going into league play. Just talk about the state of mind of the Mississippi State Bulldogs right now. Well, I do think they're confident, and I think that, that comes from the coach, uh, Coach Jans and the coaching staff. Uh, uh, he makes them believe that they can win. And, you know, you talk about our schedule, and, and it, it's been okay. Uh, you know, I thought Marquette and Utah would be two, two teams that really give us an idea of where we are. Marquette was a good team, but they weren't a powerful physical team, uh, and I think we were just too powerful for them. Uh, Utah was okay. Uh, Utah probably wasn't quite as good as I expected them to be. And in Minnesota, at Minnesota was a game we should have won. And uh, because Minnesota is going through, you know, they, they sure. had a new coach last year, a lot of new players. He has new players this year. And for whatever reason, Minnesota is the only team so far, that's chosen to play Tolu Smith one-on-one in the post. And if you play him one-on-one in the post, he's going to score against most players. Now, I'm anxious to see the matchup of Tolu Smith and Charles Bidiaco. Will, will Bidiaco guard him one-on-one in the post? Will, will Coach Oates, uh, is that the way he plays defense? I don't know. But so far, when you try to play Tolu one-on-one in the post, he's been able to score. Yeah, can can he guard out on the perimeter? A lot of times Coach Oates will go to Betty Arco, and then he'll go with a guy that can play behind the three-point line, so then they get the advantage on the on the offensive end where having to pull out a guy that's not used to guarding out on the floor, have to come out there and guard those guys. Talk a little bit about his feet defensively. Well, the way, the way uh, Coach Jans plays defense, Barry, he switches almost every screen. Okay. Now, sometimes they won't switch, but most of the time, 
they're going to switch one through five. Wow. And and I think one of the things that teams have done to us lately uh, is when when the small guards on the opponents get switched off on our bigs, they just drive us. And they've been able to have some success with that, uh, driving the bigs to the basket or getting the bigs backing up off balance and pulling up shooting short jump shots. Uh, now, I don't think we're going to see very many short jump shots from Alabama. As we know, they're going to shoot three-pointers, they're going to shoot layups, they're going to shoot free throws. And I think some of the keys, obviously, against Alabama, you have to get out and guard the three-point line. When you do that, it extends your defense, it exposes gaps, it allows them to drive it to the basket, which is what they like to do, and they get to the free-throw line. Alabama averages 26 free-throw attempts a game. They make over 18 free-throw attempts a game, and I think Mississippi State has to try to defend them, defend the dribble drive without fouling. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, did did uh, did Coach bring in a lot of new players? Did he did he have assistant coaches that got out and got to the transfer portal and got busy? Uh, is he going to do that next year and the years to come? Is he going to transfer portal guys? Is he going to try to get the very best kids he can get that are seniors in high school? Well, they brought in a lot of transfers, Wimp, and, and he has said from the get-go, uh, I think his quote was, I'm not trying to build a program. I want a good team every year, and he's a guy that's going to use the transfer portal, uh, and they're going to use it every year. Now, I, I, I do think, and it's just my opinion, I think that they thought coming to Mississippi State, you know, the staff he brought with him from New Mexico State, I think they thought being at a, an SEC school, uh, they were automatically going to attract really, really good players out of the transfer portal. Uh, my, my thinking about that is you're still Mississippi State. Uh, you still have to compete against Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Those schools are still they are trying to get the same players out of the transfer portal. And so it's still difficult for Mississippi State sometimes to get the quality players out of the transfer portal that you're looking for. Now, I think they brought in some good players. Uh, uh, Deshaun Davis, the point guard from Oregon State, led the Pac-12 in assists. He's a good player. Eric Reed is a good player. But they're not great players. And, and where yeah. they struggle, I think, is to drive the ball to the basket. Uh, our guards don't shoot many free throws because they don't have the – quickness uh, that maybe you see all the time in the SEC to go around people or to penetrate off ball screens and get inside the paint and draw fouls. Uh, they don't turn the ball over much, but they also don't create a lot of opportunities for their teammates. Yeah, We're talking with Coach uh, Richard Williams. I know he uh, worked with Greg Marshall. Uh, Greg Marshall was uh, uh, known for hard-nosed, tough defense, and I think that's what the this program's going to be built on defensively. Defense travels, obviously, you defend at home. It gives yourself a great chance. Talk about their practices, Coach, when they go in there. Are they, are they very physical practices? How does he get his team to defend like this? Well, they practice it all the time, for one. I mean, they spend quite a bit of time on, on, on defense and or the practices I've watched. And, uh, he, you know, he worked for Greg Marshall. Uh, he's a Chris Beard guy, uh, the Mark Adams at Texas Tech kind of guy. And it's interesting, I was talking to your dad the other day, uh, his first boss, Chris Jan's first boss in Division One basketball was Dave Farrar, who I followed at Mississippi State. And there's never been a more hard-nosed coach than Dave Farrar, I can promise you. So he's been around some hard-nosed, defensive-minded coaches. And what they try to do is a little different than what some other teams do. Uh, they want to take away the first pass up the sideline, the first pass to the wing. But obviously that ball sooner or later is going to get to the wing. 
when it gets to the wing, they get so far on the top side. You know, people talk about all the time, coach say, don't let them drive middle, don't let them drive middle. He's not going to let you drive middle because he's going to be on the top side of you, and they're going to make you drive baseline. When you drive baseline, the next defender, whoever it might be, they're going to trap that ball handler on the baseline, and that's where they create so many turnovers. And they're also going to double-team the post. Every time the ball goes in the post, there's going to be a double-team. And unlike some teams, and I've been seeing this more lately, used to the double-team in the post would come from the top side. A lot of times big on big. Yeah. Now many teams, including Mississippi State, they're bringing that second defender from the baseline side. They play top side of the offensive post player. They want him to turn baseline because here comes the second defender from the baseline. And it might be another big. It might be a guard. It's just whoever that next defender is. So it's a little bit different defense than what most people see and what most people play. But they practice it constantly, and that's why they're so good at it. Uh, there's a local kid here. Uh, he hasn't played a ton. Played in uh, six games. Martavius Russell, I know, a real athletic kid uh, from uh, Sipsy Valley High School. Uh, just talk a little bit about what you've seen about him. I know he's had limited playing time. Uh, sometimes it's hard for a freshman uh, to get on the floor, but uh, I know the local people would love to hear about uh, what you've seen with Martavius. Well, I haven't, of course, as you say, I haven't played in very many yeah. games. And yeah. I've watched some of the practices, and, and I think he, as you say, athletic. Uh, uh, he seems to be very coachable. He's got a good, strong body. And, and as I said, we're not a very good shooting basketball team. But just in shooting drills, yeah. I know shooting in games is different, but just in shooting drills, Martavius Russell, to me, looks like the best pure shooter. Really? His release is good. His rotation's good. Everything looks good on his shot. Now, you get limited time in games, and you, you don't know. Sure. Uh, but I know this. Now, Chris Jans is not high on freshmen, I'll be honest with you. Right. Uh, they have to be really, really good as a freshman to play for him. I mean, they got to be like a Brandon Miller, you know, that Alabama has. So he, he's not really, really big on freshmen. Yeah. But now, another Alabama guy we have that he does like is Keyshawn Murphy. Yeah. Uh, he, he has said to me that he thinks Keyshawn Murphy has the best natural scoring ability of anybody on our basketball team. Now, obviously, he's another guy that's very inexperienced. He hasn't played much Division One basketball. He had to sit out last year, and he'll make mistakes on both ends of the floor. But when you put the ball in his hand, he has a way of getting it in the basket or making passes, get somebody else shot. So Keyshawn Murphy, I think, as our season goes on, I think he's going to become more of an important part of our team. Yeah, that I uh... – when when the uh, league starts, I always look to see if I was going to be able to play somebody when the students weren't there, because I like that. And I didn't <laughs> like it if if my students if my students were gone and be playing at my place. I didn't like that either. So that, I didn't like that at all. Is is there going to be a home home court advantage at all for for state tonight or tomorrow night? Excuse me. Well, you know, I keep reading there are only a thousand tickets left for sale. Uh, so uh, apparently we've sold a lot of tickets. Now, uh, the, the history of our basketball is people will buy season tickets just to have them for games they choose to come to, and then the season yeah. ticket holders a lot of times don't, don't come go. to the games. So you see a lot of the empty <laughs> seats. Yeah. And it's going to be an 8 o'clock game on Wednesday night, and as you know, you and Barry, you've been to Starkville. It's not an easy place to get to and get away from late at night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And our fan base comes from Jackson, Tupelo, you know, places like that. Now, if we get our Columbus fans, our, our West Point fans, maybe. Our students will not be on campus, and, and that's not a good sign for us. As a matter of fact, we play Ole Miss, uh, we play Alabama, 
and Ole Miss, two of our first three games at home, and won't have students on campus. Terrible. And I just Terrible. think that's a huge detriment. But as far as the crowd, I know a lot of tickets are sold. How many will be there? I don't know. I just I don't know that. I'm guessing a lot of Alabama people are coming because it's a it's a matchup between two top twenty five teams. Yeah, I would. The, uh, I, would th- I would think that uh, normal years maybe Coach Oates would have a hard time. Maybe Mississippi State record wouldn't be what it's supposed to be, but uh, them being eleven and one. Uh, Alabama travels over there. I mean, but Alabama's played in some big, big games in the non-conference. When you look at North Carolina, uh, you look at Michigan State, you look at Houston, you look at Memphis, Gonzaga. Coach, do you think is is it possible? And this may sound crazy. It won't to some people to schedule too hard. Uh, the way you just grind so hard in the nine conference that you almost burn your team out if you hit conference play, you start getting to the middle because you've had to use so much energy in just these nine conference games. You know, I, I don't. That's an interesting question, Barry. I, I don't know that I have an answer to that. I do know I look at Alabama's schedule. It's been a lot tougher than Mississippi State's schedule. Sure. So they're certainly prepared uh, for SEC play in terms of the competition they played at this point. Uh, I think if you have a, a short rotation, maybe it'd have more of an effect. But as I look at, at Alabama, they play a lot of people. Uh, he doesn't have a real short rotation, so it, it, it's not like they should be tired. Now, I know Brandon Miller plays a lot of minutes, uh, which he should. Uh, I think he'd play a lot of minutes on anybody's team. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, you know, the, the thing, I, I do know these smaller schools, smaller level schools, like your HBCUs, uh, you know, we played Jackson State, coached by Mo Williams, an Alabama uh, grad. And I was talking to Mo before the game. He has to play 13 guarantee games oh. to make his budget and doesn't get all the money. Most of the money goes to the general fund or the general athletic fund. Well, I think teams like that, by the time you play those 13 Power 5 teams, yeah, you're worn down. You, you, it, it's it, It's terrible for those guys to have to do that. But when you're in Alabama with the talent level they have and the depth they have, I'm not sure it makes that big a difference. I think it probably has them more prepared for conference play than what we are. I'm not sure. I know we haven't played anybody yet even close to the quality of this Alabama team we're going to see tomorrow night. So I I, I do know that, that Alabama is by far the best team we've seen so far. Sure. Uh, The league is, uh, as I look at it, and you and I talked about it, and you probably I studied it somewhat. Three A's: Alabama, Auburn, and Arkansas. Alabama's the best team of those three because Arkansas's got two guys out. But I think Alabama and Tennessee are probably playing the best. Uh, and then under that would be the other three. But the other nine teams, uh, the, the the league is taking some whacks pretty good. They've been whacked pretty good by some teams. Uh, any thoughts at all about it? Uh, you? Are you kind of waiting to see? What the league looks well, like. I, I think the league's top-heavy. Uh, I really do. And, and the, yeah. the teams you mentioned, I think, right now look like the best teams. Now, there'll be some upsets along the way. Uh, yeah. Now, one team I was impressed with watching them on TV the other night was Missouri. I didn't know anything yeah, about Missouri. Me too. Oh, me gosh, too. I watched them against Illinois, and I know Illinois is supposed to be a good basketball yeah, team. I agree. And Missouri just dismantled them. I mean, they just – I mean, it was unbelievable. So, yeah. you know, maybe they're up there. Uh, yeah. But I do know, you know, Alabama – Tennessee, uh, Auburn, Kentucky, and I don't know about Kentucky. I haven't seen them enough. Yeah, not, I not checked good. their schedule yesterday, and the good teams, so the so-called good teams, Kentucky's played. They've lost all of them. 
so I don't know how good Kentucky might be. Uh, I, I think Alabama and Tennessee, from what I've seen so far, are the two best teams. Once you get past the top four or five, I think all the rest of us are going to battle for that sixth or seventh spot in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. We're talking with Coach Richard Williams. Coach, um, everybody's complaining about the NIL and how to handle it. They should have gone to Dad and Sonny. They were using it in the 80s. Now, they wasn't called NIL, but they were <laughs> using the money then and kind of figuring out how to work the locker room. This guy's getting this and this guy's getting that. Uh, they're way ahead of the curve. Don't you think the NCAA should have talked to them? Before they put this NIL in now for real, because they were doing it well, way I, back then. I don't then. know if I know anything about that, oh, Barry. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I, I, I know Wimp and Sonny. Uh, both of those are probably my two best friends that I ever coached against in the league. And I, I find it hard to believe that they would have done anything like that. I just, yeah, you got, I just, you got some agitators on the show. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, But I would say this about the transfer portal. I probably started the transfer portal. I'm probably the inventor of the transfer portal. <laughs> My first few years at Mississippi State, I, the, the problem was I wasn't bringing any in. They were all going the other way. Yeah. Yeah, so mine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, this NIL thing and the transfer portal, I, I'm not sure. You know, a, a lot of people say it's the greatest thing that ever happened, especially sports writers. Uh, they, they love it. They think players oh, yeah. should make a million dollars a year. Uh, well, I, I'm not sold on all that. I think players should get something. But I think it should be some way, and I don't know how, now that the cat's out of the bag, I don't know how you regulate it, but I think there should be some regulations, uh, some the, the way it's handled. I don't know how you do that. Here's but how I, you do it, I Coach. Do here's how you do it. Well, here's, how you, here's how you do it. And I'm serious about this. You could not get a dime until after your freshman year. If you transfer, you can't get a dime until after you've been there one year. Then at least that way... Uh, you have maybe created value for yourself by how you played, so you actually have probably earned the money, and it may take it out of recruiting a little bit. So make them stay a year, learn how to work academically and all those things. If they do what they can do and maintain a GPA or whatever, then they can cash in on the NIL. I think that's the only way to make it work. Well, I, I think that sounds good in theory. Sure. But then you have those coaches out there that are going to say, okay, we can't give them anything legally until after their freshman year, so let's give them something illegally. So they're still going to get the money one way or the other. Some coaches are going to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah, That's probably. just the, the nature of the business. Yeah. It's the way it is. No doubt. All right, uh, Coach, well, it'll be big game over at Starkville. First game in league play. How important is it to get that first win? I know it's Coach Jan's first game in the SEC, so I know he'll be really excited. Uh, for Alabama, uh, he's going to be excited about it, and but now, I, I promise you, he stays excited. Sure, he, he, he's he's one hundred percent go all the time, and he is great to visit with and talk to. Uh, he's down to earth. You know, he's got a junior college background. He doesn't come from like a silver spoon in his mouth and, and all that. He just he's a he's a small school, small town, hardworking. Blue collar kind of guy, and I really like him. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching his teams play, and we, we love him and him as our coach. Thank you, Coach. Great. Right, uh, right I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just thought I just thought I'd mention the passing of Mike Leach. Yeah. Uh, I know things are a little bit not basketball wise, but certainly a devastating thing to a, to a coach who has four children and um, kind of a tough. It's deal. been a, it's been a tough thing for everybody on our campus. I didn't know Coach Leach personally. Uh, but but I know people that do know him. Neil Price, our play-by-play guy, has stories about him, constantly talking about him and how much he loved him. And 
The one thing I did like about him, I didn't know him personally, but he, his home was in Key West. And Diane and I love Key West. We go to Key West every year. We've actually been to Captain Tony's and found Mike Leach's bar stool. Yeah, I saw that. Captain Tony's. And I read yesterday they retired it. They hang it from the ceiling so no one else can sit on Mike Leach's stool at Captain Tony's saloon. I heard uh, in Starkville there was a, maybe a soul food place or something like the, the guy was going to go out of business and Mike Leach wrote him a check. No, and didn't yep, want it. We didn't a, want it announced or anything. Gave him a check to keep him right. open. Is a, uh, a black lady owned it. It's called Where's the Food? Where the food at? Yeah. It's a soul food place that he apparently loved, and he found out this lady was getting ready to lose her business, and he just went in and wrote her a check to keep wow. her in business. Wow, that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, there's Okay, Coach, thank you. Coach Richard Williams always does a great job. All right, now let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Well, Prince Glover and Hayes are attorneys that we talk about each and every day. You may have problems. Holidays bring on problems sometimes. They bring it on the highways, bring it on through kinfolks. Maybe you didn't get the right presents. Maybe neighbors and so forth. Prince Glover and Hayes are people that can help you. Three four five one two three four. And I think the big word for them is they represent you in the right way, and number two, they're successful. If you, Those two things are darn important. If they represent you correctly and they are successful with uh, your problems, they can do a good job for you. Three four five one two three four. Also wanted to mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital at 205-635-0313. Dr. Foster, they'll take good care of you and give you a big-time big discount because they're just now opening up their store. So that's, uh, Richard did a good job. Yeah, you listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. 27 class of 2023 prospects officially signed with the Crimson Tide on Wednesday. Former Alabama quarterback Paul Tyson is transferring to Clemson. The Alabama men's basketball team beat Jackson State 84-64 to secure its 10th win on the season. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed at Tears Patton Road by an overturned lumber truck. We now have a wreck on Alabama 171 at 43 in the intersection, lane blockage and delays. Townsend Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it. And I'm Captain Ray. Ask Big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds will break up this morning, giving way to mostly sunny conditions for your Tuesday. Look for a cool afternoon high near 48. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low near 29. And then for your Wednesday, sunny and warmer. Look for a daytime high in the upper 50s. 
I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protects from unwanted pests. This fall, Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. Also, keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. I know it's not going to be lush and healthy now, but they'll spray it, get it all ready. When it does warm up, it'll uh, come up, be green, be beautiful. Go to 86, give them a call, 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, Dad, I, I hear you when you say you don't want the students there. I don't necessarily agree with that, though. I think I think sometimes you go in those arenas and there's no atmosphere in there. I think the road team plays flat. Uh, it's hard. Like when Alabama went to Houston, I mean, they were juiced and ready to go because of the atmosphere there. Do you ever seen a situation like we – Sometimes when Tony Barbary was at Auburn, man, you'd go down there, there'd only be 2,000 people in the gym. I think it's hard sometimes to get your guys ready to play when there's not a great environment. Now, and Richard Williams says there's only 1,000 tickets left. Uh, I think Alabama-Mississippi State is a pretty good rivalry there. But uh, I think Alabama wants a lively arena. I think it helps them there uh, with their athletes. Well, I think, I think this, in some cases that's true. In some cases where they're where they're so wild and and lively, and according to, according to the set of the officials that you have, uh, it, it it's effective. So I think I think it, there are occasions that it happened, and and certainly Alabama got ready because they, you know, they knew they were going into a hostile place. Uh, they're not going into a hostile place at Starkville. They're going into a place that's going to support their team, but not going to be. Uh, as supportive as they need to be. When the years I've been over there as assistant coach, years before you were born, it was brutal and pretty tough. So I, I think what you say has has some merit. Uh, you've got the five games, six games tonight. Tennessee's a, a eight and a half point favorite over Ole Miss. Florida's at Auburn. This Florida team has uh, been very more down than they have up. Uh, they they've won a couple close games, but they're not not uh, certainly not the Florida team of past years. Kentucky better be careful at Missouri. Um, I think uh, I think Missouri gets two and a half points or something. But Kentucky better be careful. There, Kentucky is playing okay. Uh, Missouri, of course, you can't really tell, but but Illinois was very good, so that should be a, an interesting game. There, that's a, a six o'clock game. Um, Riders at George. George is not playing a, a conference game. They're playing up and down, of course, the Alabama State game. And then Arkansas, with their hurt people, or LSU. And LSU uh, have the Williams kid who scored 28 the last game they played. I don't know much about him. He's transferred from Murray State, yeah. Murray State, yeah, uh, from Murray State. And he's done a good job with them. They're not, they're not a contender, I don't think, for the league. I would think that of the five that I've named, that Missouri would be the closest one uh, to those five based on the Illinois game. But Arkansas uh, is coming in with Black Kid out, uh, and then the 
big kid is out. So they're they're a good team. They have not played a very tough schedule, um, but I, I'm sure they'll be they'll be hard to play because they do a lot of different things on you. And um, certainly, uh, not being at Arkansas, of course, is is a benefit for LSU, no doubt about that. But uh, Arkansas is there, and they certainly will be in in the top five when it's over. Some people have picked them to win it, uh, as I have said numerous times, and could could be wrong. Um, there's always somebody good in the, in the back nine that we don't know about. That might be Missouri. I'm not sure. Uh, there's always somebody in the top five that we don't we think are going to be very very good and not quite as good. Um, I, I think um, uh, you know that that might that might be Auburn. Not sure. All right. Uh, so Alabama taking on Mississippi State tomorrow. Then they got Ole Miss, Kentucky. Uh, we'll see. I think the team that can win all their home games, and then if you could split your games on the road, uh, then that gives you a good chance. But everybody's not playing the same schedule. Uh, but it's always exciting to get into SEC play now. Uh, they have one break with the uh, Big 12 SEC. Alabama will travel uh, to Oklahoma, I believe, to return that game this year. But I always love, always love conference play. It's always you know the most exciting time when I was coaching uh, in the SEC and the ACC, just the, the rivalries, the crowds, uh, the excitement. You just see the players kind of go – to another level. Now, the Alabama guys have had to do that uh, with their non-conference schedule. Uh, they've had to bring it. Uh, that's why I'm just a little, little bit worried about them. They've had to bring it so much in the non-conference. Well, some of these teams have had, I think that's a good point. had some easier games. They, they haven't had to grind it. Like Mississippi State is going to be so ready for this game tomorrow because this is kind of where they can you know, yeah. prove this 11-1 and record is 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 – it's not a joke, uh, and so I think they'll they'll get Mississippi State's best tomorrow. Now, whether it'll be good enough or not, yeah, I'm not I don't sure. Know. Mississippi State not very good offensively. They're averaging sixty eight points a game. They will guard um, you now. They will yeah. guard you. So we'll yeah. we'll see. As Coach said, uh, you take off towards the baseline, you're going to get trapped. You know, Alabama's had a hard time with turnovers, uh, so we'll see. Can Mississippi State create the turnovers uh, there? All right, uh, guys, Aiden, we'll just double these breaks here. Uh, and get out early for the Gary Harris show. Gary's in and ready to roll. Gary, when are you heading over to the Big Easy over New tomorrow morning? All right, so Gary's coverage will be uh, coming. Though Alabama's over there now, so hopefully all the players got in. No news is good news when you got people traveling. So hopefully that all everybody got there safely. All right, Alabama One, you want to purchase that vehicle your dreams? Go get the loan over at Alabama One. Rates as low as. 2.99% terms of 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. That will help you uh, when you go on the dealership lot. Also have an Alabama One Auto Mall, Aiden, and that uh, is a great place to go pick out the car. They'll deliver it right to you right there. Also, I want to thank Todd Palmer and First and Main Condos. Gary and I talk about them each and every day. Three bedroom, three and a half bath right there in the historic district of downtown Northport. These condos are absolutely gorgeous. The location is great right there in Northport, but also right across the bridge uh, to downtown Tuscaloosa. You're five minutes from campus right there. So get the free tour. Give them a call and get one month free rent if you tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. 205-657-7465 or go to firstandmaincondos.com. Aiden, appreciate you being in with us this morning. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.
Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, Alabama 69 remains closed by an overturned lumber truck at Tears Patton Road. Use an alternate route. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan will make crazy deals through year-end to hit factory quotas. BJ guarantees it, and I'm Captain Ray. My partners had told me I should get my knee replaced. I was in my 40s, and I decided that I wouldn't do that. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog, who found regenerative medicine. Tide 100.9.